Welcome to the Consortium Podcast, an academic audio blog of Kepler Education. Kepler is a consortium of independent classical Christian teachers unified by a shared vision for student flourishing. Hello, I'm Scott Postman, your host, and I'm joined by Joffrey Swate, our academic advisor and our co-host today. Joffrey, welcome to the Consortium Podcast. Thank you. I'm pleased to be here, you know, as always. You are always here, but I'm I'm saying that today because you're going to kind of lead out today with mm. some quotes and, and some things we're going to be talking about because you're our academic advisor. Yeah. And, and so you share, um, uh, you know, you're the one who has the, the frontline relationship with our families and you get to really hear the feedback. So today we're going to talk about the surprising benefits of online classical Christian education. And I say surprising on purpose. Yeah, well, it's we're, we're going to approach this by sharing feedback that we've gotten from families on their their Kepler experience. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, this this episode is, uh, just for the listener to know, an unabashed uh, encouragement to go ahead and sign up for a course at Kepler or four courses at Kepler. <laughs> um, but, you know, through the usual angle of passion for education, scole, uh, you know, learning in this classical Christian fashion, uh, and we've you know we've talked uh, over these past few months about how online education can really uh, supercharge the experience. Right. You know, we're aware of its limitations, but I, I also think that there's a lot of things that online education empowers you to do that you wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. And of course, when we start getting into the feedback, we'll be talking about our teachers and the quality of the courses and, and all of that. But we're going to get a little peek, I think, at what families experience when they sign up with us. Yeah. So we're, we're going to talk about several of the key um, features of the feedback or, or key uh, items that families have found most valuable. And that's why we say, you know, it's surprising because some people think that, you know, um, online is a secondary you know, it's like we couldn't do the best, so we're going to settle for online. But there's some surprising benefits. And a few of those are, you know, flexibility. Uh, families have really talked about the flexibility that they have got to experience. Um, some that I think are uh, maybe really surprising to our listeners is the impact on on the household. Right. Uh, everything from trust and peace of mind to a sense of community and the rigor that maybe some of them were surprised to find, you know, existed on an online platform. And then of course there's academic satisfaction. Right. Right. Which is, you know, the 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 idea that that the, the family and the student feel like they're doing worthwhile work. And we say that knowing that there are a whole lot of different kinds of families and a whole lot of different kinds of students uh, who can experience that academic satisfaction in, in different ways. Absolutely. So everything from rigorous uh, and flexible in the academic area, um, the teachers who inspire, I mean, some of these quotes are going to be great, but why don't we begin and um, by, by having you begin to read some quotes, let's talk about them. What do they mean? Uh, why did families say what they did say? And I want to echo before you, you begin what you said earlier, and that is, you know, we are unashamedly, um, you know, plugging Kepler today. And, and because we do believe it's a benefit, we wouldn't be here yeah. if we didn't. Well, and, you know, Kepler is how, you know, I, li listeners will have perceived by now uh, just how passionate we are about classical Christian education. Kepler is how Scott and I express that 
passion. That's yeah. how we make it real. Right. Um, and so, you know, we, we have, we have talked about how, how there's a lot of other great stuff out there and good educators doing good things all over. Well, we're some of them. We are. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this is, and this is how we do it. And so you know, we're proud to, to, to share, share these things. So talking about flexibility, right? The, uh, the idea that, that, the, that the family and the student um, can, so you know, homeschooling is off, often one of the things that's put out about homeschooling as an endorsement is, is the flexibility, right? right. You get to sleep in, <laughs> you, you, you take the take class when you want to, right? Um, you know, we're not talking just about that sort of, uh, that sort of flexibility. Um, but here, this quote, I think will illustrate what I'm talking about. Thanks for doing the video interviews. That's what inspired the, the feedback. Uh, so thanks for doing the video interviews with teachers. It's really helpful in selecting a teacher, especially for homeschoolers who are used to matching things with their child's interests, personality, and learning style. It really helps to see the instructor talk about themselves and their subject matter before choosing the class. I appreciate that. Ah, uh, what a su uh, surprising benefit. Now, uh, <laughs> All of us who have children recognize that within our own household, our children are different. Yes. And, and I think no matter how much we know that academically, when you have your own kids, <laughs> it's always a surprise, you know, how, how different children are geared in different ways. And so for the family who really is in tune with their children's needs, um, what I'm hearing here, these families are talking about, hey, we have the opportunity. Maybe this teacher is better for, for this child and this teacher is better for this child. Right. And, you know, there's in talking to the families, I, I really enjoy the different dynamics uh, that I see. And I want to make clear that I'm not endorsing here one way of, of doing things over another. But, you know, with with some families, you can tell that the decision is completely the students, right? You know that 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 the that the family wants them to pick what courses they take, etc. Uh, with with a lot with some families, you can you can tell that the that the parents did most of the decision making. Most of the families they fall somewhere in the middle there, like you know the 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 kid gets to choose their humanities course, but they're going to take algebra two, whether they like it or not. <laughs> you know, there's a sort of a, sort of a, a mix and match thing going on there. But, you know, one of our priorities, uh, when I say our, I mean Scott's and mine, therefore Kepler's, is thinking of this as not as student choice and not as parent choice, but as family choice, you know, yes. illustrating exactly that dynamic and how each family is different. The family as a, as a unit, uh, so f education is coming from the parents, but the family as a unit is even at the point of choosing which courses they're going to take. Uh, doing this together and we are interacting with that. Yeah. And we're just coming alongside in, in a sense to assist families, to give them the knowledge and experience that we have not to take that place, you know, uh, to, to trump that. But while you were talking, it, it reminded me of something Alan Jacobs in a book on reading, he was talking about reading with a whim. Um, mm. and, and he made a distinction, I think just to make a technical distinction between small case whim and, you know, capital W whim. And, Whoa, there's a capital W whim. <laughs> yeah. And and I think he, he completely made that up to make his point that there is a kind of whim that is so whimsical that it becomes meaningless, right? right. And then there's a kind of whim that is disciplined and thought thoughtful, but it's not so rigorous and so rigid that you lose the wonder and the curiosity. And so parents know what their children need in that kind of capital W sort of whim, you know, approach yes. to education saying, you know, Johnny really likes science. And so we, we you know, maybe we're not going to do as much 
in this other area, yeah. but we're going to you know give him what he needs, but we're still going to consider what is making him tick. Right. You know, we're, we're tripping the imagination. Yeah. And if you hear the word imagination and you, uh, you think of our course, um, how to write a fairy tale. Well, that's great, but maybe you should also think of, of biology or chemistry, right? Right. Because different kids, their, their imaginations, I mean, there are people out there that are not me <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> whose imaginations really start to whimsically fly, fly when they're looking at chemistry stuff. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's funny. We call it nerding out, right? Yeah. You know, on the, absolutely. Things, the things that we love. So parents know their kids, they, they know what they need. And, and so we're here to come alongside, but it's great to hear families talking about, you know, the uh, ability to match with their child's interests, their personality, their learning style and, and learning style is a big one. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's tactile learners and the, there's didactic learners and Socratic learners and, and there's different ways of learning and, and ways that, that kids naturally pick up and we should learn to learn all the different ways. And we're going to talk about teachers uh, in more depth uh, a little later, but I think it would be salient at this point uh, to mention that, you know, the same way parents notice, oh, you know, between my four kids, wow, look at all this difference. And I thought they'd all be like me and they're not. And praise <laughs> God for that, you know, but, uh, well, teachers, they end up with hundreds right. of, of examples yes. uh, of, of, of difference of individuality. Um, and so they can really amplify uh, your decision making, sure. right? They 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 have seen things that you that you you didn't get to see. So being able to consult with me, being able to talk to the teachers, which families can do before the classes, you know, even start when they're thinking about buying, uh, enrolling in a course, they can actually just email the teacher and and ask their questions. Um, that that's so helpful. It is, and they, and they mentioned that very specific specifically in this quote that before choosing the class, they can actually read about the teacher. You know, what is their, you know, uh, their spiritual background? What is their educational background? What are their interests and, and get to know teachers that way. And then meet the teacher, you know, right. set up a time to zoom with them or, or email back and forth and, and really get to interview the teacher. Is this, yeah. the, is this <laughs> the teacher I want for my child? Well, one of the things that I've really enjoyed uh, hearing as I've interacted with the families, is how much uh, Kepler courses, Kepler teachers, the Kepler community have, have impacted their household. Yeah. Uh, I think of of one family in particular with with several kids, and um, you know, a couple of them were enrolled in in Kepler classes, uh, but like one class each, I think it was, and uh, you know, it just made, according to the mother, it it, it regimented their entire homeschooling right. experience, right? The fact that they had a couple of rigorous and engaging courses scheduled at a particular time, it, it, it shaped the homeschooling for everybody, for all the kids. Mm -hmm. And the, you know, Kepler was just one of the many things that they were doing. Right. Um, but the, 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 the power of having access to that teacher and having that regimen uh, was something that really impacted their family. Well, there's some great quotes here about the, the kind of trust and peace of mind that um, that was, you know, that had that impact on the household. Maybe you'd like to read a couple yeah. of those. Well, here's a dad saying, this is a formative year for them. And the support my sons are receiving from fellow believers via Kepler is exactly what 
they and we needed this mm. year. <laughs> Fellow believers, this is something that I've heard over and over, and I'm sure you hear a lot yeah. of this, is the fact that they know that you can, they can bring their children here to take a class and knowing that they're going to get the kind of mentorship and the kind of fellowship, discipleship even, yeah. of, of a mature believer. What we're talking about here really is trust and, and peace of mind, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, home, homeschooling parents, knowing that they can, they can trust, of course, they're going to stay involved, right? Right. We, we urge them to, <laughs> but that, that they can trust uh, the, the, the teachers that, that Kepler picks and there's, there's enough transparency and communication that it just builds up that trust. And then that peace of mind that can be a struggle for homeschooling right, families, right? right? Uh, where our mom wonders, you know, am I doing a good enough job of teaching such and such a subject? Um, which I bring up because it's, it, it, it's a universal it's a conflict real, that, that, yeah. that homeschooling families have. It's a real insecurity. Sure. So if there's a subject like that, 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 you know, you just, you, you, is, is a burden for you dread every year. Well, hired it out. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, exactly. It's, the, it's it's that that um, division of labor with someone that you trust to do that, and we do this with our own our own kids in other areas besides right. education, right? I mean, I, there's been times when you know a particular coach or a particular um, interest that one of my children had that I wanted them under the influence of this particular person because it's another voice speaking the same truth. And they're seeing that it's happening outside their own family, right? Yes. And, and you have that peace of mind that they're not going to be undermining the things that you're teaching at home. And the quote from that dad, just mentioning that this, this is a formative year for them. Mm-hmm. I know that's, you know, we, we, we hit those, those periods yep. in, in, in our child's growth and, you know, just knowing, oh yeah, this, this is a, this is a big moment. Uh, and then you know, for us to be able to be a part of that big moment is, uh, is, is really quite an honor. And then to know that, you know, we had, we, we blessed them yeah. is, is great. Uh, another piece of feedback. My daughter said last year was the best year of homeschool she's had. And when people ask where she goes to school, she no longer just says I'm homeschooled. She always talks about Kepler as being her school. We are so thankful for you all. <laughs> that's, that's a great, uh, it's an honor, honestly, to, to get a, to hear a quote like that. Um, while we are not um, a school, you know, we are a marketplace for classical Christian educators. Um, she's perceiving that this is the, you know, this community, this community of teachers and fellow students is her school. It's what people associate with school today right. in the modern world. And really we, we want for homeschooling families, you know, we would be pleased if Kepler is what you need it to be. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. We have our own identity. We, we do things in a Kepler way. Uh, <laughs> but of course we, we are a consortium. Yes. Right. We're, we're independent teachers. So the way we do things is uh, expressed varietally, well, variegatedly. I, I think in what comes to mind is when Paul talks about in, in Corinthians that we became all things to all men mm-hmm. so that by some means right. all might be saved. We, we want to minister to as many as possible in meeting those needs. And, and this is an, ex- an example of that. Well, you mentioned the sense of community. Mm-hmm. So here's another quote. My son has found a sense of community within Kepler classes, and I decided to register him again with Mrs. Leary for next year after some helpful communications from her. Shout out to Mrs. Leary. She's I, one of our science teachers. I, I am always fond. It, it, it always warms my heart when, when students come back or parents, you know, bring a sibling and, and, um, you know, uh, into another class because they really fell in love with this teacher and they know that this teacher is going to benefit, you know, another right. child or, you know, get to have them again for another class. 
So this is a great example of that community that she's experienced. Right. And, you know, the community happens. So the Kepler life is a purposeful thing we do to build community. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, if you, if you don't know about Kepler life, you know, there's some of our other episodes, but also on our website, there's a lot of information. There are videos. It's, I guess you could call it our extracurricular stuff, our clubs, events, yeah. conversations. We had a talent show. Right. So, but really the core of Kepler community is what happens in the classrooms. It is, it is. But this, this other part, the, the Kepler life actually just adds a dynamic of, of uh, intimacy in terms of, you know, kids getting to know each other, getting to express ideas outside of class. And and I've had students in my own class who are con- continuing conversations we had in class with fellow classmates or other students outside of class. That's right. Right. In, in some of this Kepler life stuff. So it's, it's great to see them building that community or having a place for that to build in a very positive and, you know, that giving that peace of mind and trust. Well, you know, further, yeah, it's continuing to talk about, you know, impact on the household. Uh, you know, the, the sense of rigor that Kepler classes can bring, uh, you know, I, I mentioned the family that, you know, that just taking a couple of classes uh, just changed all of the, all of their homeschooling. Here, here's another quote. We really valued the quality of education Kepler makes available. And my son will always cherish his time spent in the classes and the friends he is still in contact with from their shared experience. Yeah. Now I, I want to mention that the, the, uh, the, the, she, the, she ended this uh, piece of this bit of feedback with the uh, expression shared experience. Uh, the reason for that was actually this feedback is from our COVID term. Maybe you'd like to tell the listeners about our COVID term. Yeah. Well, this is, you know, Kepler was actually still in the, you know, formation stage. We had teachers, you know, that were on the consortium now and we, we were, you know, putting everything together. We didn't even have our platform before our first fall semester. Yeah. This is, this is when we're still putting things together. And all of a sudden we had teachers asking and people asking, is there anything we could do for education? And so our teachers really were the inspiration behind so many, so many people. Yeah, uh, had their classes canceled off from under them. Homeschoolers had their co-op stop meeting. Yeah. So what do we do in the alternative? And these teachers got together and said, let's offer $1 classes. And the $1 was only because of our system at that time. You had to have a transaction, yeah, yeah. right? But basically let's provide uh, school. And so for a semester, you know, that, that spring semester of COVID, we had teachers teaching all uh, you know, all manner of classes, which, you know, th- that was a shared experience. It and was. I heard from so many students about, I mean, we, we continued to hear as, as our first real year went along about the connections and the friendships that were formed, but there was something special about that term. And well, I love that that bit of feedback mentions the quality of education. I'm so proud that our teachers gave free classes and that they were awesome and rigorous. Right. They, they didn't diminish the quality simply because they were free. Right. Well, that's sort of that, um, what the military guys always talk about, that foxhole experience, right? Yes. Like we're all in this thing together. We're trying to figure it out together. And, and somebody's coming alongside and, and offering a, a, a solution. And that's what the teachers did. Without diminishing quality, they gave it away. So there's a lot of generosity. There's another quote here before you, um, we, we talk about academic satisfaction, or, or maybe this fits under academic satisfaction, but it has specifically to do with Spanish class. And the reason that I want to, to plug this is because it's part of the, um, not just the rigor, but what is so enjoyable about mm-hmm. education being more than just a grade. Uh, Scott saw that I skipped this quote. <laughs> I, I'm the Spanish teacher. <laughs> it's nice of you to to bring it up. 
Go ahead oh, and read you want it. me to yeah, read, no, it? Yeah, you okay. read it? <laughs> he doesn't want to read his own quote. All right. It says, my son enjoyed the Spanish class and we still laugh about the video he made cooking potatoes while speaking only Spanish. I just absolutely love that. That's a language acquisition. I mean, it's a technique or it's a, it's a way of, of, of acquiring language. But the fact that this is memorable to the family, that yes. they made this video speaking only in Spanish, making potatoes. I, I love that it, for at least a while, became part of the family lore. Yes. Right. And so the, the fact that, so, and this is, you know, we, we've entitled this episode, uh, you know, the what have we entitled it? Surprising benefits of online classical Christian education. Right, exactly. And, and, and this is a surprising benefit of being able to be in class together. Right. Yes. And so it becomes, it's not just, a, a, I'm studying Spanish with all these other folks and we're doing these activities and I'm creating a video that not only will my teacher see, but my peers Yes. are going to see. I was going to ask you that. Did, did all the peers get to, oh, yeah. to watch each other? Yeah. Because we do that in, in our speech classes and things like that. You know, the rhetoric class where they, they all get to sit in and watch each other. And, right. And, and it's a fun experience to get to do that with you. You would do that in a normal you know, a uh, brick and mortar setting that people are used to, you would, right. you would do that and stand up in front of class and give, give your book report or whatever. And so this is a short sort of shared experience that does become memorable Yes, in the way that you just described. Well, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I'm not going to be one normally to cite policy as an example of philosophy, but I think this particular policy of ours really illustrates our priorities. Um, it is a rule at Kepler that you have your camera on whenever possible. Absolutely. Because it's not Kepler if there's not participation, conversation, interaction. That's such a good point because there's been some, um, I guess, negative association with online education because of that very thing, that they're just listening to somebody rattle on in a class. Nobody, you don't even know if the students are on. Our students are engaged. Their camera is on. Um, you know, if they have tech, there's there's some grace for that, but they have to get it fixed. You know, but part of their grade is they are participating. Camera, right. mic, they're engaged in the classroom. Yeah. So, so before we move on, what mm. is the Spanish word for potato? Well, there are several. <laughs> uh, papa, patata. Uh, papa and pa so you, the Spanish say patata. Patata. Most uh, other countries say papa. Papa. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's very interesting. Since we live in Idaho, and you know, right, it's potatoes. Exactly. <laughs> El estado de las papas. Uh, so great uh, rigor, sense of community. What about academic satisfaction? I know we have a lot of families giving feedback on that. Yeah. And I think it's important to, before we read the quotes, to just mention the academic satisfaction. When we talk about that, we're talking about the, the family, right? The mm -hmm. student and the parents. Yes. Right. So it's important that the parents uh, be pleased with uh, the results, not necessarily simply of, well, what information has been acquired or of what grade has been achieved, but how is this growing my son, growing my daughter? Right. Um, and then, but then also we want the student to have the feeling that they are doing worthwhile work. Yeah, and can I just plug this before you read the quote? You, you mentioned it right there, worthwhile work. When we're talking about academic satisfaction, it doesn't just mean like we're so happy that Johnny and Susie had something to occupy their time for a little while and they had fun doing it, but this is real, meaningful, worthwhile engagement, intellectual, spiritual growth. Yes. It also, by the way, uh, is not, 
oh, I'm so glad that Johnny got straight A's. Right. And we're not, we're not about that. No, no. And it's not just that we're not about that on the rigor side. <laughs> you know, if you get straight A's, uh, you take several classes with us, you get all A's. Well, we're very happy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not what it's about. No, we've said this before in, in other, in practicum videos that we've made in, in our podcast and, and I think even online somewhere, um, you know, we've said this over and over again, we don't want to conflate you know, grades with actual learning. Right. Right. And that's what we see happening in a lot of the the schools. So, you know, teachers begin to teach to the test, there's grade inflation, all these things happen. And, and certainly a grade can be some sort of indicator of, of achievement, or we wouldn't use them at all. But ultimately we want to see the student acquire, you know, the intellectual growth and the spiritual growth, the discipline, character, wisdom, virtue, all that. Right. And, you know, it's, it's inevitable that if the focus for us as an institution uh, is going to be the grades, uh, our quality is going to decline. Right. Because the things that mostly matter aren't always measurable. Right. Not not the way we want to measure them. Uh, But, you know, instead of our quality declining, we offer a rigorous and flexible education. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about it. (laughs) Uh, So here, here are some quotes. Kepler's strength is in their flipped classroom model, which allows each teacher to give more time to student interaction and grading. Mm -hmm. When I'm looking for online classes, I want something that goes beyond a participation grade. Wonderful. So what I think they mean when they talk about a participation grade is there are some teachers that basically say, if you show up, don't cause any trouble, turn in the work that's assigned, then, you know, you get an A right. and we're just going to move on. Yeah. Uh, that's not what happens. At no, instead it's a flipped classroom, right? right? So, the, you know, this parent mentions the flipped classroom. We talk about recitation and, and Socratic dialogue. R- really what, what it means is besides the schedule, the weekly schedule of only meeting once a week, what it means is it's engaged, it's conversational, it's questioning. Yeah. You can't come to a Kepler class and not participate. It doesn't work. Our, our model is built on the you, teacher and the students talking. Yeah, you you can't you, you can't skip it or or um what it, you you, you <laughs> try to think of the right word to use the teacher. You can't snowball the teacher, right? And right. and and make them think that you have, you know, acquired this because the reading, the some of the work is actually done outside of class. And then in the flipped classroom model, the emphasis and and it it comes out in different ways depending on the on the discipline but is what socrates called midwifery right Mm. what you're doing is helping the student come to understand what truth have they gained from the reading and the work that they've done outside of class the lectures they've listened to and helping them to conceptualize that in and in a sense give birth to the truth that they have acquired right now, before reading this next quote, I, I want to mention that uh, listeners are invited to visit our Facebook page, mm-hmm. Kepler Education, and uh, watch a video that Dr. Hebert and I uh, did uh, in which uh, the virtues of dual enrollment were passionately defended from a gospel perspective, and it was great. It was fantastic. And, and I would say this. If you don't think you have time, at least just give the first 10 minutes. I mean, mm. I think you'll end up watching the rest of it. So are you, you saying the quality dipped after 10 minutes? No, it didn't. I, I think, though, what in that first 10 minutes, I think he, he really laid out some things that I, I feel like everybody needs to hear. Even if yes. dual enrollment isn't for you, I think you need to hear it. Oh, yeah. I mean, because it was really about education, but you know, applying to dual enrollment. And, of course, after that, he, he talked about his classes in more yeah, specific yeah. ways. But, yeah, so Kepler offers uh, dual, dual uh, enrollment uh, classes. Um, but this quote uh, is 
talking about rigor and standards, mm-hmm. uh, but not wanting to see it in a worldly fashion. So this parent, I hear of a lot of families who use the high school years to take advantage of dual credit courses through local community colleges. I understand the efficiency, but personally, I can't imagine sacrificing the quality of instruction. It can't hold a candle to options like Kepler. Oh, what a beautiful quote. What a kind and generous. Yeah, that uh, was very, that was very generous. I love um, her use of the word efficiency here. Mm -hmm. She understands the efficiency, but she doesn't prioritize it and we we're about scolding we do not prioritize we act you know so you know warning for everybody kepler does not prioritize efficiency no we don't well and recently so you're talking about the the dual enrollment so there is the opportunity by not prioritizing efficiency and working with a regionally accredited university kepler is now offering dual enrollment without uh, in any way mitigating, diminishing the Kepler experience that she's talking about right here. Right. So um, we, uh, you know, won't even go into all how it how it happened, but we were actually contacted by the university because of the quality of teachers that we have. Mm. When they saw the quality of teachers that are on the Kepler platform, they reached out and said, we would love to talk with you. And, and so we can now offer up to an AA without diminishing or, or, or any of the things that you would think would happen if you went to a community college, you can have the entire Kepler experience and a student can actually get college credit for that up to an associate's degree. All right. Classical and Christian. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the next quote. Uh, so this, this touches both on, on, on rigor, flexibility, but also on uh, the sense of community uh, mm-hmm. and back and forth that exists at Kepler. My son needed to be called up to a higher level of accountability and within a stronger and more effective learning paradigm than what he had grown accustomed to with his freshman year at the local high school. And they found that at Kepler. Yeah. Wonderful. So the, the idea that our, our teachers are actually calling the students to a high level of accountability. So it's not just about fun. It's not about flexibility. It's not about community. I mean, it is about all those things, but at the same time, the teachers are calling the students to actually engage, participate, and reach above themselves and actually grow in their learning and, and hold them accountable to uh, doing what they're supposed to be doing at this stage of their life, which their vocation is right. education. And, you know, the, the we've talked about this before. It, in homeschooling families, that can often be a, a challenge, right? Sure. To, to shivy the student enough, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, to Because, you know, th- th- there are a lot of different ways in which students can be motivated. And sometimes it's not enough for, for us to tell ourselves, you know, I should be enough. <laughs> right. you know, yeah, we, we, we know you should be enough, yeah. but you think about how you yourself are motivated in your own life. Right. And you know, consider your child's frame. And so competition, mm-hmm. right? An, an outside figure of authority. There are other things that can, that can really serve to to, to motivate and inspire the student and our teachers you know, can be a part of that. They can. And sometimes it is just being with other peers who are more motivated right. or, or achieving a higher level of education, you know, in, in the quality of education in, in what they're achieving. And that's inspirational to students. Like, Hey, I'm kind of slacking. I here. saw that happen with my own children. Mm-hmm. So teachers can fill material with inspiration. Um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, if, if it's grammar and your child doesn't particularly feel an attraction for grammar, uh, you know, a good teacher can change everything. Yes. And so the, the last section of quotes that, that we have, I'd like to read them all at once. Okay. Yeah. yeah that sounds good. Uh, and then, and then we can interact with them. 
So the first one, my daughter is taking George Harrell's U.S. history class this year, and it's been a really great experience for her. She loves his approach and is enthusiastic about what she is learning. Uh, another of our students, my daughter is watching out for the brothers Karamazov deep read. So she's looking forward to, she's, she's got her eyes on a Long class that's coming up. <laughs> Uh, another one. We have been delighted with Mrs. Wells as my son's teacher. She has given him an amazing experience in Latin, keeping it interesting, pushing him to grow in his abilities, showing concern for his growth as a person as well. We really could not be more pleased with our experience this year. Wonderful. Another one. My daughter loves her English grammar class and teacher as well and is learning lots. And finally, I really enjoyed being in your class and I have learned a lot. I can say without a doubt that you are my best art teacher even surprising myself with what you have taught me to do. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you decide to teach an art class over the summer because I want to continue my art journey. Wonderful. There's one of those surprising benefits, right? Yeah, <laughs> from, absolutely. From a student. Yeah, the student is like, <laughs> I, I'm amazed at what I just did. <laughs> uh, these are fantastic. You know, the, the idea that these students are finding the inspiration with these teachers that are helping them achieve maybe what they weren't even expecting. And in some ways, like this last one kind of indicates in a sort of serendipitous way, right? right. I'm just showing up for art and then, whoa, look what I've done. Yeah, yeah. So this is great. Well, and then several teachers are mentioned here. George Harrell is mentioned. Uh, Emily Wells is mentioned. I think earlier Mrs. Leary w was mentioned. And these are some fabulous teachers. Not all the teachers were mentioned or, or did we mention all the teachers here, but you know, I would highly encourage our listeners to go and explore the teachers on the Kepler platform and, and see, because the quality of teachers that are coming here are, you know, we vet them, you know, there's a certain standard that they have to meet in order to be a Kepler teacher. And it's not a low standard. Um, but the quality of teachers who are coming here love education. And most of all, they love students. Yes. You know, I actually endorse that to, to you, the listener, as a way of, of browsing our website. All right? mm -hmm. So our website is built to be browsed by courses mm -hmm. and, and subject matter. So you look for a history course, you look for a Latin course. Uh, but in the upper right, besides the option to, to click for courses, you can also just click on teachers. Mm -hmm. Browse our teachers. Yeah. Just see who catches your fancy. Click on that person. And maybe they're offering a course that would be of benefit to your family. Absolutely. And and just one caveat there, not all of our teachers are offering courses every year. Right. Um, so there may be teachers who aren't this year, but there's an opportunity if you want to commission a class or you see a teacher who taught a class in the past to reach out and say, hey, we would love to see this class, you know, come live again. And there may be inspiration there for, for that class to go live. So there's, I mean, there's tons of options. But what Joffrey was just saying about visiting our teachers, that's a great way to get to know individual teachers and really get to see the high standard, the high caliber of our teachers. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have music teachers who are um, absolutely accomplished. I mean, in a professional setting, you know, we have um, doctors and mathematicians, you know, in, in terms of, you know, um, from Oxford. I mean, we, you, we've got teachers galore that are just outstanding, but that's not always what makes such a great teacher. Not only are they accomplished academically, but these are um, true Christian people who love students and want to invest in them, want to come alongside your family. So, the, I mean, it's, it's wonderful from every aspect. Right. And I, I like talking about, about our teachers because one of the things that I'm proudest of, you know, we've created a platform or people with doctorates want to participate and want to teach for us, but we're not going after those folks. 
No. And and there's there's no formal requirement for like what what sort of degree you have to have and at what level to teach such and such a subject. We don't have any of that. What we have is we want to talk to you. We want to hear your testimony, right. your story. We want to hear how you teach, why you teach. Those are the things that we choose our teachers uh, on the basis of. And that creates an atmosphere where Dr. So-and-so or Dr. Such-and-such, you know, classical Christian teacher of renown wants to participate. Well, and so you mentioned the fact that we have a lot of teachers with terminal degrees. A lot of these are college professors who really have a desire. I mean, so they've already, you know, embodied the kind of teacher that you would want to teach your child. And now they are wanting to invest not just in the students that are teaching at, at college, but in, in high school and junior high level students, because they want to invest in their life, you know, and so, so this is a long-term sort of investment. It's, it's beyond just, this is my academic profession. This is, I want to invest in people. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, and as we draw this episode to a close, you know, we've talked uh, a lot about flexibility and, and options. I would really like to encourage listeners uh, to avail yourselves of those. And that doesn't mean that you just go to our website and you, you look at all the different options that, that there are. Um, at, at every step, we want to be as human as possible, mm -hmm. right? You have your, the students have their cameras on because engaging with the teachers is important. The teachers, the, 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 the way they teach is by questioning, by conversing. Well, that's how we do everything else too. Right? Yeah. We, you know, so my job is to have conversations with families uh, and to have Zoom meetings with families. Uh, and don't be shy about that. Meet, meet with me. Let's just, let's just talk. Well, I love what you said at the beginning, and maybe it's a great way to close, that Kepler is really just our way. It's the practical way right. that we get to express the way we believe classical education ought to be. And, and, and this is our contribution. So come to Kepler because we're here to serve. Right. That's right. Well God said. bless everybody. So long, everyone.